guy. They shouldn't he have even invited him had, to the Green He has then. blue rubber bands on. He thought he was going to Detroit. What would cheer him up would be uh, going and playing for the Eastern Conference champs. All right, let's yeah. talk about the NBA draft, a little w- WNBA action. We welcome on now Terrell Furman. Joins us right now. Terrell, how you doing, man? Long time no talk. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah, it's like I'd never seen you before. I know. It's like, like you never left. What's your greatest surprise from watching uh, the first round of the draft so far? I saw Thompson at five, honestly. It's Asar at, at five. So I had it on good intel that they were very, very impressed by a couple of draft, potential draft picks workouts and that his was very, very low on the radar. So the fact that when I saw the news that he jumped up the first, it actually kind of made me get excited because I'm like, oh, yes, my pick my picks are are good. They're going to be really good plus money because he's a favorite. And, no, it looks like that they decided that's the route they were going to go to. And I'm not surprised because Osar is very, very unselfish. Like, he is a super unselfish player, and he's a really good ball handler, good defender. They're going to love the fact that he's playing next to Kay Cunningham and Jayden Ivey and be able to distribute to those guys and distribute to the bigs they have. So this was a really, really good pick by Detroit, but – I just had it on good intel that they didn't like the workout, but it seems like they loved it enough that they took them at fifth overall. What do you think about the Orlando Magic taking two guards uh, at 6-11 and 11 when they already have three of them in Cole Anthony, mm-hmm. Markel Fultz, and Jalen Suggs? I mean, I guess you can't have enough. And they're sitting there saying that we are now going to evaluate all the young talent that we have at, uh, in Orlando. Like, we're going to evaluate and look at all this young talent. And the cream of the crop shall rise. Everybody may not be getting starting minutes. And just because you're here now doesn't mean you're going to be starting in the future. Like, Cole Anthony is a guy that they're like, all right, we like Cole, but is Cole the long-term future? Maybe, maybe not. Jalen Suggs, he's had some injury issues. Let's figure it out. Markel Fultz, well, we all know the deal with Markel Fultz, so they may decide to hold. They took the guards and said, look, we may be ushering in a new era, and the people that we have now, y'all could find yourselves on the bench by the end of the season. So I like Orlando's picks because the spirit of competition is going to be up in their camp and they are going to get the best out of each and every one of their players. Wow, LSU just walked it off against Wake Forest. Uh, so Jaime Jaquez is going to go here at 18 to Miami. Wow, what a steal. So uh, I got to yeah. ask, what, what's going on with yeah. Cam Whitmore, who is a projected top five pick? You know, why the reason for the slide right now? Because he's still going to be available here at 19 to Golden State. Cam Whitmore was another person that I thought I had some intel on. And it, it, this is, I'm going to let you know right now, yeah. This is a shock to everybody, including Cam and his camp. I can't say a lot, but this is a shock to everybody. I don't think Cam, nobody in Cam Whitmore's camp expected him to slide this much. And it sounds like the injury issue is a thing. This is the first time I'm hearing about it. Never heard anything about it. And so I didn't think it was Wasn't an issue. Wasn't he doing now, windmills in the, on the one on yes. zero? Yes. So I'm just trying to fi- – I think it's – I honestly think they're lying and it's something else, and that's just what they're going off of because I never heard anything yeah. about this. And now, do I plan to be – like, do I say that I'm Woj or Shams out here? No. But I would have heard something about an injury, and everything yeah. that came out of Cam Whitmore's camp is that everything's perfectly fine and he expects to be a top-five pick. And now he's sliding to the back end of the first round. So somebody's going to take a chance eventually, and I'm just curious on who that team's going to be. Yeah, I completely agree. So like, you look at who's available now. Um, 
Who's like a sneaky prospect that's still on the board right now? Because it's I mean Nick outside Smith, of him. Yeah, Nick Smith Jr. is still out there. I know a lot of people. Hey, like look, I, that that's who I was going to. Yeah, that's who, that's the name I was going to give you, and it's because of the fact I thought he could have been a, a top ten pick. You look at all the past number one overall recruits, and they all were drafted inside the top ten. And yes, he did have the knee injury. Yes, if a team doctor did not clear him, then you know, that's going to cause his draft stock to slide, like apparently Cam Whitmore as well. But when you look at Nick Smith, he just straight off talent is one of the best scorers in this draft. You can put him in the top five of scorers in this draft. And I think any team that's going to pick him up or draft him tonight in the later part of the first round, because I don't think he makes it out of the first round, I wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors take him right here. Uh, I Nick Smith is going to contribute. You know they don't want. They to need. They need to have to get talent. rid of Jordan Poole. They need somebody that can just come out there and score because Chris Paul's not about to go out there and give you twenty twenty five per game or anything like that. He's gonna make your offense better, but he's not about to go score for you. So, uh, yeah, I think Nick Smith would be a good move for the Warriors if they take him here. But I could see them taking a chance on, you know, a Cam Whitmore or going for a, bo- a big here. So I'm really, really watching this Warriors pick here at nineteen. I'm fascinated, Terrell, your thoughts on the uh, on the uh, Washington Wizards and what they did with the first-round pick. You have two guys in that front office who come from OKC roots. Uh, Dawkins uh-huh. was like a, a scout there for 10 years. They do the most OKC thing ever. They trade to move up one <laughs> meaningless pick, and then they get the most long, athletic, highest upside guy who can actually shoot. So I think he's probably has even a higher upside than the, than the Thompson twins. What are your thoughts uh-huh. there? I, I I like it, and I'm not going to lie. I like what Washington is doing. <laughs> yeah. So I thought Washington had originally put together a pickup basketball team of, bas- of NBA players that would just go out there and hoop every given night, and now it seems like they kind of have something going, going and trading for Tyus Jones. You have your point guard locked down and center, and I think that we've all seen that Tyus Jones can be a starting point guard in this league and be very, very effective but now you go and you trade for a Jordan Poole who doesn't have to be your starting point guard or even a backup point guard. He can play his natural position, which is being a combo guard, being a two, and just being expected to score and not get everybody going in the offense. So you have that. Do you keep Kyle Kuzma? We'll see. But Kyle Kuzma still fits in this offense with Tyus Jones at the helm. And so now they're bringing in all of this talent and it's all starting to make sense and it's honestly kind of making me super excited for a Tyus Jones most improved player of the year because he absolutely could be doing something like that with the talent around him so I'm very very excited for Tyus Jones and his Washington Wizards team if anybody other than uh Victor Webinyama wins rookie of the year who do you think it would be who who would be a Chet Holmgren Chet? Chet yeah, I love that too. Yep, Plus seven to one. Chet Holmgren, seven to one. Let me. Get oh yeah, it. you can get it on some other books at seven to if you, one. If if you had to stay away from Chet though, and you had to pick somebody from this class, would you look at like Brandon Miller, or do you think Scoot Henderson would be a better would be a better pit uh, better fit? Or pit, yeah, I, I would go Scoot with there. Yeah. Uh, just I I think that it's more because Scoot can kind of walk into that. Uh, C.J. McCollum type role playing alongside Dayton Liver and being able to really score and just getting the ultimate green light. I'm sorry, I got something in my eyes. It's really, really killing me. 
But you. you can get the ultimate. Uh, it, I think it's just talking about Scoot. He's making me teary eyed because Dang. I'm really, really glad of the landing spot of him playing next alongside Damian Lillard and getting to learn from him and just getting the ultimate green light. Like Chauncey is going to say, you can go out there and shoot. You can go out there and make the plays for us. And I'm super duper happy for him. Yes, I would have loved to see him in Charlotte. One, because I'm a North Carolina guy. Shout North Carolina a and I love Charlotte. Shout out to the Queen City. And I would love to see that energy in Charlotte. But Charlotte got a very good player in Brandon Miller. And I think Portland got somebody that they think can truly, truly, very quickly assume the ranks and become an 18, 19 point per game scorer for them. So is there anybody that you think Terrell kind of botched tonight's draft or has everything kind of felt like it fit to you? I think everything kind of felt like it fit. Like even, I guess what was interesting was Grady Dick to Toronto. I don't think I saw that one coming. I I knew that he would go somewhere in that range, but I didn't think Toronto was going to be the person to go get him. I thought they would have tried to go for either some size or some to replace Pascal Siakam because it looks like that they're not committed to Pascal Siakam right now. So uh, I didn't think that the board would fall to him that way, but everything kind of played out about how I've seen in players going around the range. And I don't think anybody's made just a terrible pick thus far, except the Warriors for not taking my guy, Nick Smith Jr. Yeah, Brandon exactly. Pojasemski is the most Golden State player I have ever seen. Yeah, WCC absolutely. Co-players. He really is. Nick Smith. Uh, that's what I. That's forty-five like, percent from three. Forty-five percent from three. He's an analytics guy. He's just literally like the advanced stats nerds freaking Nerd. love him. They don't care about certified bucket getters. That's just such a Joe Lacob, Kent Lacob pick, is it not, Terrell? I, I I think it's very very vanilla, and you know I would have expected a literally. splash play from the Warriors, like something splashy that gets us off our feet and saying. He looks oh, like a taller Nico Mannion. Like, uh, yeah, I just, I mean, so maybe we can say the Warriors because this wasn't what I was expecting from the Warriors, but uh, it's, it's still a good, like it fits. Like I'm not, I don't hate the fit. I think it's still a good fit, but I, I thought they would have gone for, I think the Warriors were definitely a team that would have took somebody that was a number one overall recruit. Absolutely. So I uh, want no part of, like, the Houston Rockets stock market, but uh, Shams – or I'm sorry, I actually Woj just tweeted this out one minute ago. The Rockets strongly considering ending Cam Whitmore's slide at pick 20. Decision looming there. What do you think about the Rockets if they end up with Cam Whitmore and Thompson in this draft? I mean, that's two guys that we were talking about going next to each other, and now you're able to get them in two different points of the draft. I don't think that you are complaining about that at all because I think there was a conversation of, are they going to take them at four? Yes. Like, hey, wait, we had this guy on our board at four, and now he slides to us to 20. Of course we're going to take him at 20. Like, Man. absolutely. So I wouldn't be surprised. And, you know, as, at this point in the draft, especially when you have such a high pick and you just feel so good about Eamon Thompson, you feel like you're playing with house money. Like, you think, well, whoever you get at this draft, if they pan out, is really, really good. But as long as Eamon Thompson pans out, then you're happy with your draft no matter what happens with everybody else. Mystics, oh, sorry, Mystics just continue to go under, Terrell. Just a heads up. Just continue to go under. Oh, oh. What? Let I, me see. Oh, I but they, they got over the team total, though. Oh, man. I'm the game sorry. went under. Game I had went the under. Te- I had the under and the team total, and huh? I had under 79 and a half. I just checked that score. I didn't realize. I'm actually kind of upset with that because I had under 79 and a half. Sheesh. They never score the- 80 on the road. Way to be the bad news, Tristan. I know, way to be the bearer of bad news. Yeah, you really just killed my mood.
I'm gonna get out of here because she killed my mood. Exactly. <laughs> Terrell Furman right there. BetMGM tonight continues right. next. The NBA draft See continues ya. next. Rockets on the clock. Ryan Horvath, Tristan Craig.